0: All right and welcome back to Real Talk Sports today. Uh, My name is Rico. I'll be your host here. I quickly want to thank Anchor for being our platform and I want to thank our sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show. Today we're actually talking about the NBA season here um, that is about 22% in. I'll be talking about my surprises thus far and going through the standings here and eventually here we'll talk about the uh, trade that basically rocked the NBA with James Harden. So Let us go ahead and jump right into the show here. And let me start off here with uh, my surprises here of the year. And starting off in the Eastern Conference, it's got to be the three teams here Cleveland, Atlanta, and New York here. All these teams have been really struggling here for some years. And the fact that they've actually um, slid into the top eight here, I know there's still a lot of basketball to go here, but. I think that there's a lot of upside here. So let me go ahead and start with Cleveland here, um, who currently they're sitting at eight and eight here. Um, they're looking really good. I, I like the fact that really, you know, this is a team that actually runs through pretty much um, an electrifying backcourt here with Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton. I think that they've been terrific. Um, I really really liked Colin Sexton here when he had come in and Darius Garland I think a lot of people were high on him it was just the fact of could he stay um could he stay healthy you know and and so far he has um he has run into some injuries there with the shoulder and everything like that but I feel like if you're a fan here of this basketball club you you have to be really excited you look at the pieces that they have here I know that you know, Kevin Love hasn't played through to the right calf strength. I think that he's going to add another dimension for them, especially up front. You know, you have Andre Drummond there. You have Jared Allen um, and javel McGee, who have all, well, Jared Allen came over via the trade there, um, which sent um, James Harden over to the Rockets. You have Isaac Okora, uh, the rookie there. You know, he's come over there. You have Torian Prince. Um, You have Larry Nash Jr. there, and I think it's only going to get better when you get Kevin Love here back into the mix. So, you know, I I think that you have to tip your hat off to these guys. I think that they're playing exceptional basketball here, really getting it done. Um, I think that, you know, with Andre Drummond inside there, he's been an enforcer on the defensive end. He's definitely been able to allow them to win the rebounding battle both on the offense and the defensive side of things so that gives them extra possessions and takes away extra possessions there for other clubs so um, you know cleveland looking really good right now i know we're just early off into the season but i have to tip my hat off to them there Um, next up taking a look here have to take the hats off here to Um, New York I think that when you look at New York and what they've been able to do here I think first and foremost you have to acknowledge that coach Thibodeau um, has these guys playing a lot better on the defensive end I think that that's certainly shown but how about the huge jump that you've seen from Julius Randle here I think Julius Randle has been um, quite Quite the player here for New York. Uh, he's looked really good, and I think RJ Barrett is starting to come into his own. I think that last year, his rookie year, RJ Barrett was kind of, um, kind of all over the place. I think that they tried to play him in various positions and things like that. I think he's now settling in really to be a small forward, and I think he's starting to feel comfortable with just being a mid-range shooter. Excuse me, and then work his way out to being more of an effective three-point shooter. I know that, you know, a lot of the game is dictated with um, a lot of a lot of three-point shooting and things like that, but there is still a place for excellent mid-range shooting. And I think RJ Baird to me is developing into a terrific uh, mid-range shooter. He's, he's kind of along the lines of, of kind of like Jimmy Butler in those regards as far, as far as scoring the ball, you know, in the mid-range area. Now, he's not there nearly defensively like, um, like Jimmy Butler, but I, I do like his upside, you know, with what he's been able to do there. And you look at the pieces that the Knicks have. I, I, I look at they, they still have Kevin Knox on the roster. Um, you have Alec Burke who can come in and score. Austin Rivers, who's been a score off the bench. You have this exciting kid, Obi Toppin, um, who, who, who was terrific in college, and he's been um, injured here thus far. But I think he's going to be an impact. You look at uh, Mitchell Robinson. I think he's played excellent there. I love the addition that they have of Taj Gibson there as well. So. I like the pieces that they have here. I like the leadership that they have with Coach Thibodeau. I think that they're only going to get better. Um, so I definitely have to like the Knicks here moving forward. I, I like what they're doing here. And uh, currently, like I said, they're in the top eight in the Eastern Conference. I know it's early. A lot of basketball to be played here. Next up, Atlanta at 8-8. I think I expected Atlanta to be good. Um, I certainly thought that they would be a lot better than um, what they had been here. And I think that, you know, Atlanta really is starting to show uh, a little bit more progress than expected. I, I think that really they've looked great here. They've been able to get Clint Capella on the floor um, for some substantial minutes here. Um, you know, John Collins is, is kind of taking a back seat there to Clint Capella up front. Um, you look at DeAndre Hunter, I think he's starting to come into his own. Um, Kevin Herter as well is starting to come into his own. Trey Young starting to figure out what it's like to play with uh, other playmakers aside from himself. Um, You have Cam Reddish. He's looked pretty good at times. You have a veteran guard in Rajon Rondo coming off the bench here. And soon they will have Chris Dunn as well. So um, they have a, a veteran roster here. Um, which is full of shooters and guys that can go both uh, inside and outside here. I think that this is uh, a terrific situation here in Atlanta. I definitely think that this is a leap year for Atlanta as far as the standings and, and the progression of their team here. I, I expect big things for them um and i think it's only going to get better for them as the season goes along here as they figure it out and and get their identity to who they are defensively and offensively here um and then next up that leaves me to uh or those are the three teams actually that i wanted to talk about cleveland atlanta and new york so those are the three teams that really to me um are a surprise here in the eastern conference in the west when i look at it uh you have the los angeles clippers the la lakers utah portland denver memphis phoenix and san antonio i'd say the only one that really is a surpriser to me um at this point in time is 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 phoenix um and i don't know if i can necessarily really say that because phoenix added chris paul and i thought that instantly When you add Chris Paul, I think he's good to get you another 20 or 30 wins just because. I mean, that's just what he's done in every organization that he goes to. So, you know, Phoenix, to me, maybe it's a little bit of a surprise because I expect him to be a little bit higher um, in the standings at this point in time. But the fact of the matter is that if Phoenix makes the playoffs here, um, that's going to be a huge jump for them, which I, I, I really clearly expect them to do so. Um, I love what they've done to this roster. Um, you know, and let's first start off with DeAndre Aiden. I think that he's played terrific alongside Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I think Chris Paul does a terrific job in getting DeAndre Aiden, Aiden excuse me Deandre Aiden, um, a lot more easy buckets so he's been able to really flourish there um I look at Mikel Bridges I think that he's taken a huge jump here I always loved his game coming out of Villanova the fact that he's actually starting to get some minutes here um he's showing that he can definitely get it done you add a veteran in Jay Crowder uh he's had some moments here um I think Devin Booker and Chris Paul are still learning how to figure out and play with each other um they haven't really got to their optimal level, you know, playing with each other on the floor yet. But I think that once they do figure that out, I think that this is going to be a tough team to beat here. Um, you know, I do love the fact that they have Dario uh, Sar- Saric, excuse me, um, <laughs> kind of butchered his name. Yeah, Dario Saric. Here, um and they have Frank Kaminsky right there to back up DeAndre Aiden I think that this is a terrific roster here um you look at Cameron Johnson here um I think he's a terrific player that they have as well so I mean it's so much youth here I think that uh you know Monty Williams is a terrific leader for this group as well so I I, I like Phoenix I would anticipate that they would be a little bit higher in the standings at this point in time but Um, You know, really, that's only my real shocker, um, I think, of the West right now is that uh, Phoenix is in there and they probably should be a little bit higher up there. Um, You know, with the Clippers at 13 and four and the Lakers, 13 and four talking about them, you know, the Clippers, to me, um, they're kind of running it back here in the sense. I, I mean, they didn't make a whole bunch of changes here. Um, But I I think it's going to be interesting here because you look at what Coach Lou has brought over to the Clippers and it looks like it's going to be a lot more accountability here and it looks like they're also running um, a bit more of a triangle, um, which is what, you know, Coach Lou was accustomed to running when he played as well. So um, when you look at Kawhi, there's some similarities, I think, to him, Um, you know, Michael Jordan, Uh, And the way he kind of played in the post like that um, in the triangle and that really kind of uh, freed up Michael Jordan and his career and really got him to excel even more on the offensive end. And I think you're starting to see that um, with Kawhi. I think that that's making it to where teams aren't able to to necessarily gear up on him so much here. Uh, Paul George has been playing uh, spectacular basketball here, but the key for me, um, and, and at least for them, and I think a lot of people looking at this thing is, are they going to be able to turn the page um, in the playoffs? I think that that's what everybody's really anticipating here. They got some guys over here that are winners and you know can get it done here. I like what they have with Serge Ibaka, um, Patrick Patterson. Nicholas Batoon, who's been a star in this league before. I think he's playing a solid role. You still got Patrick Williams, uh, Lou Williams, Reggie Jackson out there, uh Marcus Morris. Um they brought Luke Kennard over to get some shooting as well. So um it, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think that the Clippers are going to be there towards the end. Um, we'll definitely see here um as time kind of goes along here. You know next up you have the lakers here that really hasn't been a surprise for me at 13 and 4. um this is a team that's gotten a lot better um than what they had last year um you know you look at the fact that they've added montrez harrell you know they've added dennis schroeder um so so the bench itself has gotten a lot better and i think their starting lineup has gotten a, a lot more potent as well too um, when you look at the roster, they also have brought um, Marcus Saul over as well um, to play that center position and kind of shore that up a little bit. Um, you know, Horton Tucker, his part is playing very well. You have Cal Kuzman settling into his role. Um, you have Claude Will Pope. He's playing pretty good. They have Wesley Matthews that's come over as well. Um, so, you know, this is a team that is pretty much solid. It's gotten a lot better from last year. And I think that, you know, they're going to be there um, towards the end. The one team that I think has probably been disappointing here when I look at the NBA season thus far, it's probably got to be Portland and Denver. You look at Portland, they're eight and six, followed by Denver at nine and seven here. The key thing with Portland is they haven't been able to defend very well. Now they don't have CJ McCollin who's who's out with the broken foot, which is going to make it a lot more tougher there for them. Um, you know, And I think Portland's got to figure it out. And I mean, I know it's early in the season, but I think that they should be defending a lot better than what they are. And I think that this is a situation here where there's a lot of pressure on Portland, especially with the fact that they played so well um, at the end, you know, without um, having players that, that, that they so desperately needing here. Um, you know, who were out to injuries when you look at their roster here. Um, they still don't have Zach Collins, who's out. I think uh, Nurkic has been hurt as well. Um, they did add Derrick Jones Jr. over here. They did get Rodney Hood back. Uh, they do have Anthony Simmons, who's going to play a lot more here. And you still have Gary Trent Jr. Uh, but up front, I think that the Blazers have definitely. Um, You know, they're they're hurt a bit there. Like I said, Nurkic is out. You have McCullough's out. um, And then you also have Zach Collins, who's been out too as well. So, you know, until Portland really gets healthy here, um, they're going to be in a tough situation. But I think first and foremost, they've got to defend a lot better and give themselves a chance on a nightly basis there. So with that being said, you know, those are – are kind of the, the two points that I wanted to talk about in both the East and the West. And now let's shift focus here and actually look at um, this big time trade here with the Brooklyn Nets going out here and they have gotten James Harden to go with Kevin Durant and then also two with Kyrie Irving here. Does this make them the favorite now in the East. I'm going to have to say that at this point in time, it does make them the favorite, okay? You know, because when you have this much um, offensive skill, I I mean, when you look at James Harden, you look at Kyrie Irving, you look at Kevin Durant, these are probably some of the top, you know, three, probably the three out of the top Five scores in the league already okay you look at the fact that they have some solid role players and Joe Harris um you know they have Jeff Green who's been there before you have DeAndre Jordan um Landry Shamit who's with the 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 Clippers there last year and the 76ers as well good knockdown shooter here um I, I mean they're They're much smaller here. I know they don't have Spencer um, DeWittle here who's out due to the injuries and stuff like that, and they no longer have Jared Allen as well, but it's basically, to me, turned into the Houston Rockets in the East to me. I, I mean, they're very small, they are very small, but I think that they're going to score a lot of points but the question is are they going to be able to rebound at a high clip and are they going to be able to get stops when you look at houston right and you look at james harden and you look at those teams that they were on that's where they struggled they struggled mightily at getting rebounds and they struggled at getting stops when the game slows down in the playoffs which it always does and you're going to have to go more to a half court game um, I don't think that they're in a situation where unlike uh, when James Harden was in Houston, a lot of those situations, I think they got stagnant. I don't think they're going to get stagnant when you have Kevin Durant um, and you have Kyrie Irving out there and James Harden. I think the question is, are these guys going to be able to defer? You know, who's going to be the one to take the back seat out here? Because to me, I think that Kevin Durant has to lead the way every night, okay? Now, I think if anybody's going to take a backseat, I think it's going to have to be Kyrie Irving. I think he needs to become more of a distributor um, versus just an all-out scorer that is um, looking to, to, to just dribble, 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 dribble. I don't think that that's going to work. Um, I think it's a situation where they're going to have to move the basketball a lot more. And you're going to have to work through Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant, again, he can score, he can score inside, he can score outside, um, you know, and he's he's pretty much, I, I think he's the catalyst really of the Nets here. And I think as he goes, um, so does everybody else. You know, I just don't feel like if you put the ball in James Harden's hand and you put the ball in Kyrie's hand and you make them the main focal point, I think that you're gonna run into situations where the offense is going to get stagnated. I think when you look at Kevin and how he scores, um, he doesn't need to have a lot of dribbles to dominate a game. He can come off staggered for you. He can post up. He's going to get um, scores in transition there. Um, And he's going to get things started for you defensively, too, because Kevin is a terrific defender, Um, you know, because people forget that he is, you know, basically a seven footer out there, even though he's listed at 6'10". So, you know, I think it starts there. And I think that clearly to me, I think that you look at this team, I think that Brooklyn is better um, than Boston. And I I think they're better than Philly. And I think they're better than Milwaukee. Now, again, that's sub- subject to change here. Um, you know, with Philadelphia, they do have that hype with Joel Embiid. Um, Boston's going to be a lot more tougher once they get Jason Tatum back. And, you know, with Milwaukee, to me, they've lost the same way two times in a row, um, you know, which is basically pretty much putting up a wall against Giannis and making him shoot the ball. Um, one team that we're not talking about is the Miami Heat. Um, you know, that's a team that definitely can possibly give the Nets some trouble here. But I just think that there's there's too much scoring ability here. And I think that this is a situation where perhaps um, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irvin actually um, – get over the hump really mainly and they're able to um to make it to the finals here now whether they win or not um (laughs) that's another story but i think that this is definitely the favorite to come out of the east in my opinion here so with that being said uh that is today's show we really were just talking about um some of the surprise teams in the um into the the eastern conference we talked about Um, Some of the surprises here in the Western Conference here, and um, basically we talked a little bit here about the James Harden addition to the Brooklyn Nets here. Um, This is an interesting NBA season. There's a lot of uh, postponements that have happened um, due to COVID situations here, so this is going to be interesting too um to see how this kind of affects teams moving forward uh remember the nba decided not to do a bubble this year and uh wanted to go ahead and take their chances with with teams traveling back and forth there so i'm curious to see you know how that works out here as the nba season is about 22 to 23 percent complete as they are shooting for 70 games here so For myself, uh, this is Rico with Real Talk Sports. I want to go ahead and thank Anchor again for being our platform. And I want to thank the sponsors out there who have put sponsorship on the show. Uh, Look forward to uh, doing some more shows here very soon. All right, take care.